And we are live. Hey, how's everyone doing today? I am Ali Koja, your host, and here with Nick Foster from TikTok and Instagram. How are you, sir? What's up, Ali? I am here. I'm great. Excellent, excellent, man. It's good, good to finally do this. You know, like we've been planning this for like me, I feel like maybe like two weeks now, and we finally got it done. I know we were doing the the Instagram DM tag back and forth. That does happen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I, always I, so bad at scheduling things anyway. So it was like, oh, I want to tell him yes, but I have a feeling if I say yes, then I'm going to have to bail. So I was like, let me wait until I know for sure. Today it's we made it happen. Like that. It's finally did. Yeah, I had actually like quite a number of people commenting on my TikToks on my Instagram. Uh, tagging you and saying, "Hey, you know, collab with this guy." I'm like, "Okay," like because like I hadn't actually seen your videos prior to then, and then I was checking out your account. I'm like, "Man, this guy is hilarious." <laughs> yeah, it's hit or miss. I'm glad you <laughs> like it. You know, some people, it's a love hate relationship with people on TikTok. I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, because like you, like you just you, you don't give a fuck. You just you make fun of everything and everyone, and it's just it's just like humor is the spice of life. You know, like you aren't like trying to trying to degrade them. You just just making it funny so, 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 so others can laugh at you. Yeah, uh, no, I'm glad you see that. That is my style. I just like to poke fun at everything. I kind of am a bit of a troll if you haven't caught on to that. And that's just my sense of humor. Yeah. And I definitely, I get a lot of haters when I do it, but I've been, I've gotten haters all my life and it's half the people love me, half the people hate me. And I just have fun with it either way. Yeah, absolutely, man. And especially like on a platform like TikTok where the majority of the users and the and the people who are using the who are using the app they're very young like like early teens early to mid teens so they're naturally really insecure because they haven't really like they're not mature yet and for that reason you say anything negative about them they are immediately their first reaction is to just 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 comment the shit out of everything they feel say oh my god you're shit. you're a terrible person i hate you you're so bad i'm like dude it's just it's a guy you've never met before online, just literally making videos and you're commenting saying, Oh, he's going to be angry when he sees my comment. Like I, I think, I think, I think it's a waste, man. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And I'm, I'm realizing obviously that they're, they're younger and I'm trying to adapt accordingly, but also I make sure none of my stuff is ever personal towards anybody. I don't try to personally insult, but I definitely put out provocative jokes on my own account. And I expect there's going to be a lot of backlash in the comments. And that's part of, that was part of my strategy when I first got on is you come and you leave a bunch of comments, you duet and give me a piece of your mind and you're just going to spread me everywhere. So it's Absolutely. actually helping me. Absolutely. So uh, talk about how you actually first got started on TikTok. Like how would it go? Uh, I got on probably right at the end of November of last year, 2019. So pretty much right at the beginning of December was my first video. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I pretty much shot up, you know, straight away to a thousand people. So I was like, okay, there's something to this. And I just kept it going. I mean, the big reason I've been in content for a while, you know, I've been doing YouTube stuff. I've been wanting to do podcasts. I've been on other social media apps that have kind of come and gone over the years. And I've always wanted to build an audience and TikTok was just the new thing. So I was like, let me try it out here. And I watched Gary V a lot and he was constantly pounding in everybody's head last year. Get on TikTok. You can get a big audience very easily and I was like okay I gotta do it and I had been putting it off forever and eventually I was like all right I'm gonna start making these videos I'm just gonna make some jokes and troll like I always do on all these different apps and it just was successful right away so I kept it going and it's just been quite the ride in the last it's been five six months I guess and uh, yeah I'm growing pretty fast so I'm 
I'm just enjoying yeah. it. What are you at now? Like a uh, hundred and seventy thousand followers? Like, man, that, yeah. that's awesome, man. That is so many people. Yeah, just hit that today. Actually, I was nice. like, congratulations! Yeah, I, was, I was so shocked, and it's happening <laughs> faster and faster. So I'm like, now I'm kind of reevaluating and figuring what out what my next steps are because it took a while to. Uh, you know, I got a thousand followers pretty fast and then it took a little bit to get up to 10,000 and it was, you know, pretty much up until last month when I hit a hundred thousand and now I'm almost at 200,000 in less than a month. So it's, it's starting to snowball. So I'm, I'm reevaluating, trying to figure out strategy and what I want to do moving forward. Yeah, dude, I, I agree with that fully. Yeah. TikTok is like, I was saying it. I mean, I also got on the app at the end of 2019, like in November, actually. Wow. And I was okay. Saying, right yeah, before me. I, I believe my first video was... November 25th, 2019 was my first ever video. No kidding. Yeah. You, so you yeah. got on literally the same week I did. Same That's week you did, cause, yeah. because <laughs> yeah, I think mine was the November 27th, I think, was my first video. And I actually think you were one of the first people I followed, but I thought really? you were pretty big even back then. Why, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, you must have just popped up on my your For You page. But, I, you know, I, was, I followed a bunch of people getting ideas of the type of content I want to do and the type of content you can do. And I always love, like, fun little infotainment type videos anyways on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you're, what you're doing. Yeah, those are awesome. Like, like I, I mean, I'm sure you, like, if you watch videos on YouTube, like the infographics show or, mm -hmm. you know, like those, like those kinds of videos, like, I find them so entertaining. Like, I spend hours watching them. It's just it's yeah, awesome. but you you actually have to put work into those videos. Mine is just like a funny joke that I just take a few seconds to do a witty response. But I can tell you actually have to research this, write out a script, yeah, find the bit. images you want. So there's well, some work behind what you do. It's doing. more so like I find the images online. I don't I don't actually I don't, I don't actually like write a script. I just find the images and I find the story I want to tell, and then I frame it to how I can fit it inside a minute long into into a TikTok video. And it's, okay. it's actually, it's not as easy as it sounds. Like it's actually, like, it takes like, it does take a bit of work, maybe like an hour or so a day. I, I work, I work, so I make like three or four videos. Sure. Because yeah, I mean, it does take a bit of work. But when I first started making TikToks, I wasn't a storyteller. I actually started, I actually had a video that went viral. Um, I was literally driving to the gym one day and I was like, you know what? Like, should I make a TikTok now? I'm like, okay, I'll make it now. Like in my car, in, in my car, the parking lot, the gym. and the video was the top seven most dangerous countries for tourism, according to the, according to us, to a websites. Right. And it was just mm -hmm. me saying, Oh, number seven is this numbers. Number six is, is Venezuela. Number seven is Pakistan. Number uh, one is El Salvador. Like whatever this was, that video got over 3 million views. Wow. That, like, yeah. That, that really like blew me up. However, the, the payoff was this. Because I mentioned Pakistan in that video and saying it was a dangerous place to go for tourism, according to the, I also like gave the source that I found, everybody in the comments was shitting on me hardcore. This guy's a racist, he's a sexist, he's a terrible <laughs> guy, I hate this guy, everyone report him. So everybody- Sounds every, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so because of that, I actually got my account banned for a week because everyone reported me. Wow. Yeah. That sounds familiar too. <laughs> Wait, so were you worried about then I should pull back or were you thinking I should do more of these because this is effective? Actually, I actually went all in after that. Like, after that, you know what? I was like, you know what? Pakistan videos, India videos, they get a lot of views. I'll, I'll, make, I'll make a little bit more fun of these guys, you know, like purposefully yeah. or unpurposefully. But because yeah. of that, you know, like it didn't actually end up, end up doing well. And all the comments were always like shitting on me. I'm like, you know what? Like maybe this, is, this isn't the way because 
people aren't like getting the message up, like getting the message that I, I, I'm sending across. For example, like I say in a video, why Pakistan is better than India, right? Or why India is better than Pakistan, right? And of mm. course, these two countries don't like each other. Like yeah. the citizens don't like each other. The, the governments don't like each other. So of course, they would be just going at me in the comments. <laughs> That's actually like, a brilliant okay. strategy. It worked. Divide and conquer, yeah. you know? Divide and conquer. It, it worked until about 40,000 followers. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, I got banned from posting for a week after that. And I was like, you know what? I should, I should, I, I should change my strategy. And, you know, just storytelling. I mean, I, I watched the videos on TikTok, on the For You page. And that's how it came to be. Oh, that's cool. Well, it seems yeah. to be working because you're, you're blowing up pretty fast, too. <laughs> yeah it's, it's been good man like i mean c compared to like I, I actually feel like i've been doing it a bit slow because like i talked to like some other tiktokers who have like maybe like a million two million followers and like they started off in january february like like making tiktoks and now they're killing it yeah it's crazy how fast people are growing yeah but then again it's um do you know a guy named drake kiker on tiktok no what i mean maybe i do but not by name he has uh this like series he does it's a dirty humor with my mom and he, okay. he's done over like 60 of these and literally all the jokes is just him telling his mom a dirty joke in all the videos and his dad laughing his ass off after that. And this guy has oh, like 3 great. million followers in like four months. Wow. Yeah, it, it catches on. Like, again, like he, like you find a niche and boom, you just fly. Are you worried about getting stuck in that niche? Because, you know, there's only so much. I mean, you definitely probably have a much broader niche. He, he seems like it's going to be hard to break out of if that's exactly what his niche is. Yours is much more, you know, infotainment. So you could take that any direction. But is that yeah. something you're worried about? Uh, yes and no. Because, like, well, we got to always be innovating, right? No matter, like, what, what your niche is, you got to always be doing something, like, a little bit better. Just mm -hmm. so people, like, like, your audience is always getting more and more out of it. So I feel that in that regard, we got to keep innovating. So like, I am kind of scared of getting stuck in it. But again, on the other point, like, the other point, like you were saying, there is just so much content to make. Like, there's yeah. so much to choose from. So I don't think I'm going to ever, ever run out of ideas. I actually have like, whenever I have an idea, I always pull out my phone on, in my notes app and, and write it down immediately. Like no matter where I am, I immediately pull it out and write it down. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I have, have so over, strategy. yeah, I have over 700 ideas on my phone. Okay. And it's just, it's, it's still growing it's, every day. It's, it's grown, you know? Yeah. So you, yeah, you have like a year mapped out. You're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, man. Oh yeah. I actually wanted to ask you like uh, a few questions about yourself, Nick. Uh, where do you live first of all? Like, uh, like city wise? Uh, Tampa, Florida. Oh, you're in Tampa. Oh. Yeah. Are you a Bucks fan? Uh, no, I'm not really much of a sports fan. Oh, okay. This would have been your and if, year, I picked, if I if I picked a team, I would probably be uh, Atlanta Falcons. That's my home, and oh. that's I'm a bandwagon Falcons fan. <laughs> at least, at least, at least you're owning up to it. You're like, at least you're saying you're a bandwagon fan. You're owning up to it right away. Yeah, I saw them play the Super Bowl. I watched up till halftime. I'm pretty sure they won that game a few years ago. Um, I mean, don't tell me how it ended. Oh my they God. were killing it, so they could not have lost that. Yeah, man, they were up 28 to 3. It was awesome. Yeah, they, yeah, they probably great. crushed it. So, you know, I saw enough and I went home after that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. How was the, uh, how's the situation like with the quarantine and the, and the coronavirus in Tampa? Uh, I mean, 
nobody's taking it seriously. The, the city has pretty much, we did for the first couple months, all the beaches shut down. And I'm a big, like, uh, you know, social, I, I like to go to the bars and the beaches and meet people. And I was, I was kind of bummed at first when all the, the bars closed, but I could understand why they did it originally because it's spring break down here. And I was looking oh. at, I was at the bars the week before the quarantine really started. And people were everywhere and all mingling. Nobody was social distancing. I was like, if this is really a thing, this is spreading everywhere. So I, yeah. I was okay with them shutting it down at first. And we all stayed inside for a while, but I was itching to get back out. And they lifted the quarantine pretty, uh, you know, one of the first states, I guess, after Georgia here. And I went back out to the beach last weekend and this weekend. And it was spring break again. And we had a bunch of friends and nobody's really taking it seriously. And as far as I can tell, I don't know anybody getting sick. I haven't seen anybody getting sick. I don't know anybody who knows anybody who's gotten sick. I know it's happening, but I'm not really seeing a huge issue with it. So people are not taking it that seriously here. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, because after a while, like, after, I mean, it's been like almost three months now, like two and a half months we've been in quarantine. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I'm in Toronto. Like, it's like it started here, like, mid-March. Everyone just, like, went inside. And it comes a point where, like, everyone's like, you know what? Like, maybe this is, isn't as bad as, as we're being told it is. Yeah. And that's kind of my, mm -hmm. my feeling too. I'm sure it is something for, you know, you need to be wary of people who are at risk and I'm not going to hang out at the nursing home. I'm going to the beach and going home. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm keeping to myself, but yeah, people are not taking it as serious. And I, and I listened to the scientists and I was taking it very seriously at first, but yeah. it's very hard to take it serious when you don't know a single person who's had, who's been sick, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's just hard to do. And that was part of uh, some of my backlash on TikTok too, because I made a few posts kind of mocking it. I've seen it. them. I've seen and, them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I don't just like all my posts. I don't mean them seriously. I am aware of social distancing, and, but I want to make a provocative post that I know is going to get a lot of comments. And sure enough, <laughs> everybody's coming at me like, "You are part of the problem," and my grandma's dead, and it's because of people like you. And it's like. Well, one, I'm kind of joking, guys. I'm not coughing on everybody out here. But also, it's not that serious. And you guys are taking it a little too – and I'm sure it is in other parts of the country. But mm -hmm. down here, it, it's not seeming like a big issue. Yeah. Well, the problem was, like, especially like when it first started, is that there was just a huge number of people who were sick. And because of that, there was uh, – like, like doctors, nurses were all working overtime. Everybody was in the hospitals. It was really crowded. But now the hospitals are, are damn near empty. No one's sure. there anymore because yeah. people, people don't want to go there for any reason because if they go there, they're going to get sick with the coronavirus. That was the whole point of quarantine in the first place was simply to flatten the curve. We can't yep. stay inside and never get it. At a certain point, people are going to get it. We just had to extend it out. And, you know, I stayed indoors for two months. I did my part. But if my state is saying we're allowed to go back outside, I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go outside. I mean, yeah, dude. Governments are, are, are different everywhere, right? Like, I mean, if, for example, if you were in New York, it would be a different story. Because exactly. there, it's just, yeah, everyone's so close. Everyone's so, like, everyone's yeah. having a lot of problems there. Like, I know here in Toronto, um, I saw some news the other day that, uh, like, clubs and bars in Toronto might stay closed until there's a vaccine found. That's so insane. Which is, yeah, which is, I mean, imagine the damage it's going to do to all the restaurant owners. Yeah. And there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, other negative side effects where this is going to really harm people's life outside of old and, uh, you know, at risk people getting sick, which of course we should be concerned about, but we should also take into account some of the other costs of society and other people that are going to be horribly damaged because of this. 
Yeah, it's man, it is. I mean, it's it's something unlike we've ever seen before, you know. And I, I'm really curious as to how like the world is going to be a year from now. Like, what we're going to be thinking, what our mindset's going to be going outside. Are we going to be cleaner? Yeah. Or are we gonna? Are we even gonna learn the lesson and prepare for the next real pandemic? Or are we just yeah. gonna go back to life as usual and be like, yeah, back to how it was? I'm I'm curious too. I I've been talking to my friends here, and like I've been telling them, I'm like. I hope like someone like like somebody in government has an idea like this where they like take a day maybe like the day we started quarantine or or, or the day we ended quarantine and makes like a national holiday just like uh like something like MLK day or uh Labor Day or something like that where we can really like look back and remember what happened because of because of one disease and yeah, we'll that's, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. And because of that, that way we'll have more funding to, to go to like uh, disease research and, and like vaccination centers. And that way we will never forget the extent of damage something like this can do to us. Is that an idea that's even been kicked around or is that just something you thought of? I, I haven't I haven't heard anybody talk about it actually like until, until I tell them. I mean, I mean I'm not trying to brag yeah. about it. I just hope no, like somebody has an idea like that. That is an interesting idea. We'll call it Corona Day. Everyone, everyone just pop, pop open some Coronas and talk about the coronavirus. Hell yeah. Exactly. It's like Cinco de Mayo all over again. Like one day of the year, everyone just stays at home. Everyone quarantines. I'm down for that. <laughs> you know, I am so down for that. <laughs> everybody's just going to go out and get drunk at the bar. <laughs> we should definitely do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Like it's just. <laughs> no, that is a good idea. Yeah, I, I'm very curious, too, uh, if, if people are just going to become super germaphobes and anti, more antisocial than we're already becoming because of social media and just modern life. Everybody is already kind of becoming socially awkward in all these weird ways. Yeah. That's what I notice when I'm out and about. And I always try to be such a social, friendly person and break the tension because I know it's a lot harder for other people sometimes to meet new people. So I'm always a person that goes and introduces myself and shakes people's hands and introduces other people. And I've made that a habit over yeah. the years. But it's become weird even for me because like my, like my neighbors are next door and they let me borrow a drill the other day because I was having a problem drilling something in my house. Totally not the point, but I had never really met them before. And I just wanted to make sure that I left a good impression. was like, hey, what's up? I'm Nick. What's your name? And I went out to shake his hand and I'm thinking I'm doing the polite thing. And he kind of hesitates and looks at my hand is like, should I, should I not? And then he reaches out and shakes my hand. And I'm like, wait, am I being the rude one right now? And it's just this, this whole changing of mentality of what is proper etiquette when you're meeting people. And I just, yeah, I'm curious if people are just going to be really thinking you're rude if you do that from now on, when I think of that as the polite thing to do and how, how we're going to adapt to that new life. I think, I think we're going to have like a huge increase in fist bumps when we're, like, yes. when we're coming out of this. Like forever, everyone's going to be fist bumping. Fist yeah. bumps elbow bumps, which is probably good too. Cause a lot of people are very, you know, socially awkward and uh, it's sometimes easier just to be like, uh, fist bump elbow. Yeah. Here you go. Also like, you know, like if, if you shake someone's hand and they have like a bad handshake, it just like, it, it's something you cannot get over. They're like, man, this yeah. guy has like a very bad handshake, but I'm like, oh, make it boom. very weird. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, That's why I usually just lean into the awkwardness and I kind of usually make a joke off it. That's always my way of just kind of breaking the tension. That is great, man. That's awesome. Like, I should, I should, I should start doing that too. That's actually a great way to break attention. 
It really is. It's a it's an amazing trick that I've discovered over the years. It's just when something's awkward, don't try to pretend it didn't happen, but instead just double down on it and point out the awkwardness. And everybody is like, thank you. You took the awkwardness off me, <laughs> but and you called it out. I can definitely see it. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. N next time it happens, I'm going to actually, actually, actually do what you said right now and like make it awkward, like take the awkwardness out and then and then see what they do. That's a good yeah. idea. It's great. It really, it really works really well. Uh, a funny story about that was uh, I was having dinner with my uh, girlfriend's mom and she was cooking this, uh, uh, I guess it was like a chicken pot pie or some type of pot pie thing. And her, her family's there and she put all this work into this thing, but it came out kind of very soupy and liquidy. It didn't really, uh, you know, congeal as a real pot pie. Mm -hmm. And everybody around the dinner table was trying to like make her feel better and more comfortable with like, Oh, it's really good. And, uh, you know, just maybe put a little more starch in it next time. And they're all trying to be overly polite. And she, you could tell she was just feeling the awkwardness and everybody is pandering to her. And you could tell she was just feeling terrible. So I just looked at her and I was like, no, it's terrible. Don't listen to her or don't listen to all these people. It's horrible. And she just looks at me. She's like, thank you. Thank you. And it just it made everybody laugh. And everybody just broke the tension and it just, you call things out for what it is and people really respond to that in a better way. Yeah, absolutely. And like, they see you as a more genuine person. They see you as someone they can really talk to, talk about uh, with more things and they can come yeah. to you and talk to you. No, I agree. That's, that's definitely an effect that I have. And I think it's just a good strategy for people in general. I agree, man. Absolutely. Like whenever you like, whenever you meet someone new, like there's always bound to be like, I would say one to three awkward moments in the first like few minutes of meeting them. It's, it always mm -hmm. happens. It's just awkward. And I, yeah. And, yeah and if, if you meet someone cool who can like get past those awkward stages and it's like make it like it's a funny moments, like it, it becomes, it becomes memorable. Yeah, it, de right? it definitely does. And it's just, it's, uh, it's relieving, you know, it just takes the pressure off. Do you have any like uh, crazy interactions you've had with like uh, people who follow you on TikTok? Have they have like DM'd you anything crazy? Oh yeah, I mean definitely. It, lately, it's been switching. I'm noticing uh, you know different things happening the more I grow. But originally, when I got on, and definitely in the last couple of months, I mean I've been getting flooded with hate messages and DMs and they'll find my Instagram and I would get these hate waves. So like if I, if I was trolling a specific issue, I would get these waves of haters, maybe from the LGBT community or maybe mm -hmm. from women who love makeup or whatever the issue is, or even like politics and religion. I'd kind of dabble in a bunch of different things and they would come and they would find my Instagram and they would just flood my comments. You know, at the time I was getting maybe 50 likes on a picture on Instagram, but I would have 450 comments, which is never Jesus a good sign. And it's just pure, you're a terrible person. You're an incel. Look at you and your receding hairline, just trying to insult anything they can. They would find my girlfriend and DM her like, why are you with this asshole? And you, you're a ugly bitch. They, they would just go after everybody. Wow. Meanwhile, they're, th they're trying to pretend like I'm the bully because I'm posting jokes that aren't about them personally. I'm just posting jokes on my own account and they're coming after me personally, my girlfriend personally. And there was just several of these waves, but I take it just, you know, it just rolls off my back. It doesn't really bother me. Um, but over the last couple of weeks and even my comments on TikTok would be a lot of negative comments and just people getting mad. But lately it has really switched into now it's mostly just positive comments of people saying, you're a king. Way to go, bro. You're always <laughs> spitting facts, you know? And I'm like, 
Thank Hell you. Yeah. I'm glad you guys love me, but also I really kind of miss the haters because I, I, I get a lot of fuel off the haters and that's where I get a lot of my content inspiration in general. Mm -hmm. um, but there, there definitely has been some times where people have DM me seriously behind the scenes saying, hey, you did this response to my video and I'm getting a lot of negative comments and I'm just not in a good place mentally and can you take that video down? And I have to kind of figure out, I'm learning where my principles lie because I, I can't just give in to everybody who you know, freaks out when I respond to them, especially when mm -hmm. they kind of sign, you know, ask for it by coming after me in some negative way. And I just, I usually do a funny witty response, nothing that's hateful or mean or vindictive, but my audience is now I'm noticing taking it on their own initiative to go and flood these people with harassment and hateful messages that I did not know they were going to do. I didn't want oh, them yeah. to do that. And I'm just, I'm just starting to realize like I have a responsibility to find the line and get my audience in line, but you can only control so many people. And it's very hard when you have a hundred thousand plus people to, there's always going to be a few assholes in there that are just going to do what they do. So mm -hmm. I, I've definitely had some of those messages and I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, navigate this new responsibility, I guess. And it, it's just a new phase that I'm in. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've dealt with a lot of DMS behind the scenes. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I, I agree. Like, like we can't control what our followers do, right? Like we can't, like, we can't, like, no matter what we make, we can't, we ultimately are not responsible for what they do. But like, again, we got a responsibility to make sure the, the content we're posting, it's not, you know, it's not anything personal to anybody else. Sure. And that's, that's where I always like, and I've even made a few videos, like, uh, I guess an, uh, an example would be there was a, a young girl who had posted a comment on, I mean, you know, 16, 18, I'm not sure exactly how old, but she had posted a comment, kind of a roast comment about me. And this was when I first started doing these comment replies that have really been successful on my page. And she had written uh, something in one of my posts, like, let's confuse you, Nick, a girlfriend, you know, implying that, I will never get a girlfriend. Meanwhile, I have a girlfriend. So I made a response, just funny response, like, hey, girlfriend, do you know what that means? And she's like, no, I don't know what that means. And it's like <laughs> proving that I have a girlfriend in a funny way, not hateful, not mean spirited. Yeah. She wasn't being hateful or mean spirited. But all of my followers went out of their way to just attack this girl in her comments on every video she was doing. Wow. And I recognized that that was happening and quickly. But at the time, I was banned from commenting for a week. So I couldn't just leave a comment on her video saying, guys, leave her alone. It's not that serious. There was no way for me to respond to it and try to like stop it. And she was taking it really well. She wasn't getting personal. She didn't just cry and delete her account. She kind of was taking the insults and make, you know, having fun comments back. So she, I actually had a lot of respect for her. And I was like, she doesn't deserve all this hate. How do I stop this? So I made a new video and I've made a few videos on the topic saying, guys, this girl does not re deserve this. She is taking these jokes like a champ. Instead of sending her hate, go follow her and send her some love instead. The problem is my first video that I responded to goes viral and has 500,000 plus views. And the video I make telling them, please don't send hate her way gets 10,000 views. Uh, so you can't, there's no yeah. way for me to ensure that all these hundreds of thousands of people see, please don't go and harass this girl. And eventually I was unbanned from commenting and now I can go on people's pages if I ever see that happening and say, hey, if you guys are coming from my page, this is just a joke, don't be mean to this person, they don't deserve it. 
but a lot of people don't react as well as she did and leave their page open. They just freak out and delete the video and lock their profile down and they can't handle any of the heat that they are sending my way and other creators ways every single day and they get a tiny little taste of it and they just freak out and shut down. And I understand that because I can take the heat and oftentimes they cannot, but there's not always a mechanism for me to step in and try to steer the ship a different way. So that is where I'm trying to figure out how to proceed in the future. That's great, man. Yeah. Also like good for her for like, for like taking it on, taking it on the chin, you know, mm -hmm. and like not, not, not making her account private. And like, she must have gained some followers from that too. Yeah. And what's great. That's what I, that's what I want some of these people to understand too, is if you just can kind of take, if you're going to dish it, you need to be able to take it too. And if you do take it, you're going to earn some respect and it could actually help your account in the same way that when I have all these haters coming my way, it just blows up my account. And this girl went from like, I think she had three or 400 followers at the time. Now she has well over 2000 followers. She has uh, views on all her videos. She gets lots of comments and a lot of them are still bringing me up. But in a positive way, they're going and saying, hey, Nick told us not to harass you and to protect you. So we're here to make sure nobody's hating on you. And, she, you know, so she's getting a lot of love now. I'm sure she wants to escape, you know, the shadow of me and that one video response I had. But if she, she played it really well and she got a lot of clout off of it. And a lot of people could react that way. But many of them just get a tiny taste of what big creators get every day, which is tons of hateful comments and they just freak out and cry and delete their account. And there's not much I can do in those situations. Yeah. All right, uh, Nick, listen, we'll come up here on 30 minutes. I want to thank you. For, I want to thank you for, for being my guest today, man. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, man. Thanks. I'm, I'm excited to listen to it and I'm happy to, you know, spread it out any way I can on, on TikTok or otherwise. <laughs> Excellent, man. All right. All right, guys, that, that is all for today. We will see you next time. Take care. Awesome. Bye guys.